Put okay. that coffee. Down. Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today, we are talking about easy things to do while you're trapped at home. It's only a two week course. I will sell this house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent? So, uh, we are back for another episode. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, things you can be doing to get your home ready and ready for sale. There's a lot of people who were planning to put their home on for the spring market and those plans have been delayed. But if you're trapped at home and there's uh, there's lots of little things you can be doing to be getting ready for when things return back to normal. But uh, before we get into that, Matt, how, how are you? What's been going on? Hi, Jeff. Hmm. Hi, Matt. I, uh, <laughs> since we're doing the working from home episode, I'm wearing my working from home uniform. Oh, yeah. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> I don't think I've ever worn a hoodie on the show. I don't so. think so. No, we're we're all changing our. Uh, this is actually my my out in the world work outfit today. I I've got a couple possessions today, but uh, my hair has gotten so out of control that I decided a hat was uh, was the best <laughs> best solution. Uh, I wonder if my barber misses me as much as I miss him. <laughs> it's possible. I'll tell you a little bit about that. Um, I finished my at home haircut today. Today was a very oh. big working from home day. Uh, my sister is, uh, she's a very talented hairdresser and we did a video last week where she showed me how to cut my own hair. Um, like, Oh, that here. looks all right. Yeah, I yeah. did it here and I did it here. So yeah. I did the size, she showed me how to do that and that worked out good. We recorded it, it was an awesome video and I lost all the audio. Oh no. And I just feel terrible because it's, she's just sort of branched out to be like in her own sort of business. You know, sometimes you work yeah. in a salon, sometimes you're your own person. So it's gonna be this great video. Right. Totally screwed up. Uh, and then today, cause I couldn't cut the back by myself. My wife cut my hair. So are you leaving the actual hair on top alone and just managing the sides and back or yeah, right now cut? I'm just leaving yeah. this alone. Yeah. I'm just not attacking mm. it. I'm just letting it go. And yeah. I really can't figure this mirror image on the camera which hand am i using <laughs> this is hard okay yeah uh so at home haircut today uh nice. super like at home covid days part two both of my kids had video conferences with their classes okay one at 10 and one at 10 30 and then we're supposed to start after that and i'm like i am pushing the wi-fi in this house man <laughs> <laughs> nice uh so cool. anyway at home haircut if you want to learn um i'll put a video up on that sometime soon we're just gonna have to overdub some new audio yeah i, I i'll watch that i i'm getting very close to uh uh i was thinking it's time to watch some youtube videos and figure out how to deal with at least the sides in the back i'm, I'm like you i don't think i'll mess around with what's on top because that seems like it takes a little higher level of skill, but I could probably figure out how to buzz the sides the side of my head anyway. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So that's good. Anything else uh, notable going on at home or in the biz there, Jeff? Not at home. Uh, you know, kids are just uh, doing the best with homeschooling. We're getting into more of a, a routine now, which is nice. One thing that's interesting. So there was a lot of, uh, you know, last week we were, we were talking with an agent from Toronto and that was a really interesting conversation. Um, their market has been much more beat up than ours. This morning, right before this, I was on a call with a bunch of agents from Toronto, and their market's seen a significant uh, upswing in activity this week. People are starting to buy again, and they, um, they're they feeling like, not that we're out of 
the pandemic at all, but that we're out of the, the woods as far as their market falling, that it seems to have leveled off. And if anything, um, activities returning, which is encouraging for people who are thinking about selling this year here for sure, um, because they got beat up way worse than us, but they already seem to be in recovery. Well, that's, that's interesting to hear. It's kind of believable. I mean, I, I talked yeah. two episodes ago where I really felt that Ontario was different because they had a health scare. Oh, they, they did for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think that we, you know, now that that's behind them, there's some confidence just to re-engage in some way, shape or form where we've yeah. been engaging in that way for a few weeks, finding our way. Um, shocking how much is even moving just as a, a quick side note, you know, properties that I showed um, my client didn't offer on, but I got calls on from agents saying, we have an offer. Are you interested? You know, yeah, they're, they're getting offers. It's the stuff is happening. Um, you know, and then, but then that client I'm working with said, uh, I don't know if, if now is right. I think I'm going to step back and let yep. things kind of settle, which I don't dispute Very if that's someone's opinion. A hundred percent. You want to go about it that way, but I actually haven't written my response to him yet, but it's going to sound something to the effect of, I can hundred percent support that, but I do need to warn you that when it gets going again, it's going to pick up fast and furious and, you know, just like our episode buying at the bottom that we did last fall, this is the same idea. There's going to be a bottom and then there's going to be a surge and we're not quite sure when that bottom is. Yeah. I mean, we have no idea where it'll be, but if, if 14 years of selling real estate in Vancouver uh, has taught me anything, when it turns, it turns fast. There'll probably be a nice little perfect moment that's impossible to time where you're getting the best deal you can that year. But it, uh, when it recovers, it always recovers very, very quickly. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, interesting too on on my listings. Like I launched a listing two weeks ago on um, on Nelson's uh, Crescent, and the first week we only got one call, and we're priced uh, eighteen grand under uh, the closest comparable. Like we're we're priced competitively. Uh, on the other hand, this week we're getting one or two calls a day. Like it was just like, there was this weird little hiccup where nobody I wanted feel like it. It takes time to percolate. Like, because yeah. people they're like, eh, am I, should I? And they, they watch the videos a few times. They check it out. Like, yeah. again, we talked about this two episodes ago about getting your listing on like, you know, early on in the week before the weekend. I do still think it takes people time to make up their mind. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. It's been, uh, it's, it's fascinating and and um i think we've talked about this already too but i i really want to stress the videos the 360 tours all of the online components to marketing your home is so much more important those numbers um triple what we normally get right absolutely so uh we we tease this idea so people are trapped at home and the market is going to change people have been thinking of selling it's an opportunity to be at home and maybe get some stuff done for some of us, like us with two kids. I don't know how much we're actually going to do. Right. <laughs> for people with an opportunity and, and it taking an opportunity at home, what could we maybe walk them through? Let's talk about a couple of different ideas about using this time at home to improve their home by themselves because we can't bring contractors in. Yeah. And I, I think it's really important to, really take a second and think about what you just speculated or what you sort of touched on there about the fact that be really realistic with yourself. If you're getting your, your home ready right now about how much free time 
you actually have, especially if you have children. I see all these posts of my friends who don't have kids and they're taking this time to learn a new skill or they're, you know, just, you know, so many people have been like, I've run out of things to watch on Netflix. And all I can think is screw you. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Different world. Until the kids are in bed, uh, there is not a moment between trying to do as much work as possible, trying to help the kids with what they have to learn, trying to mitigate the giant crying uh, tantrums that the kids have. Like it's, it's challenging right now. And I think if you're getting ready and getting your home ready, you really have to be honest with yourself about how much time you have and what you can accomplish and not beating yourself up because, uh, I, I don't know about you, Matt, but every day I look at my to-do list that I set out in the morning and I'm nowhere near through as much of that as I felt like I could get through. Yeah, I think there's maybe a misconception in a lot of people's minds that there's this whole day in front of you because you're at home the whole day. You could yeah. do so much. Uh, but those those hours get eaten up pretty fast when you're trying to combine uh, doing your responsibilities for work because a lot of people are working from home, helping your kids through the school stuff. And then like you say, managing all these emotional outbursts, which everyone is going to have. And they're all going to yeah. come in and that's very difficult. So uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm setting pretty low expectations at the beginning of every day. Uh, and I said it once, somebody asked me, like, how are you staying balanced? And, and what I do is I, I prioritize every day to make sure I do something for everyone in the house to make their day better, including mm. myself. Right? Uh, so I, I love that. I, and, and this has nothing to do with our topic, but I want to hear. So give me, give me a day's example. What, what's one day of making all of the Brabins' days better? <laughs> yeah. So um, my youngest daughter needs to be outside. She needs to be active. She thrives on that. So I need to schedule time to take her outside and play. Mm. And that's all it takes, right? But it has yeah. to be prioritized. When are we doing it? What are we doing? You know, how, for me, how much time does Cammie need outside? Like what's the ideal amount of time to take her out and run around for? Her and I will spend about 45 minutes to an hour together, Uh, but she'll spend more time outside by herself as well. But that's the companionship for her and I. Um, And then I want, I want my fitness. I want some, just some alone time. I need some time in the basement just sort of exercising or playing music or something. So I schedule that in. Uh, And then, uh, you know, for my wife, it's, it's different. It depends. Like if it's just making sure that I make a nice meal for us, or uh, just just giving her some one-on-one attention or just trying to make sure I say the right thing <laughs> to show, you know, yeah. that I'm listening and that I care or something, right? And then, uh, you know, for my other daughter, she, she doesn't need to get outside necessarily. But you just, you have to allocate some time for her, right? Yeah. And that's, and that's all it is. But once I, once I, those go in and then there's the schoolwork and then there's the foundational things that happen for, for the job here. Most of the day spoken for just like every other day when we're usually working at the office. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really good. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to implement this strategy. I, I, I really appreciate you sharing that. I, I've been really planning my lead gen activities and even that takes way longer. Like one thing I've been on is, uh, you know, I, we've talked about the fact that I, I do Richard Robbins coaching and, and Richard is really pushing, don't sell right now, just try to help people and just, um, just getting in touch with people and checking in. And, you know, I, I, I would, I'm surprised that checking in with five people, first of all, you got to usually call seven or eight people before you actually get five people 
on the line. Um, but if I do that from 9 a, starting at 9 a.m., a lot of times um, I'm not off the phone until 1 p.m. Now I take a, a 12 p.m. to 1 break, or sorry, I'm not off the phone until 2 p.m. But I take an hour lunch, but even in that, um, like a lot of those conversations go like 40 minutes where I'm like, oh, okay, like people need to talk and I, it feels good and it, it makes me feel better, um, but it takes way more time than I was expecting. So planning... I love that planning how to how to touch um, the family members in a positive way as well. I think I want to start off before we get into things you can do with something that you should not do. Okay, I'm curious to hear what this is. If you've got kids at home, save the cleaning projects for when you're ready to actually list. Like all of that <laughs> stuff is just going to get undone. You want to you want to pick projects that your kids aren't literally going to undo the second. Uh, they finish their schoolwork and are in the living room messing stuff up again and, uh, uh, you know, just totally hitting the reset button on you because that's completely demoralizing. Well, that's fair. Um, I will I will go to the cleaning, though, and even in my house where the kids, I agree, will undo anything that we try <laughs> to do. Um, try to hit some of those funny areas, though, that the kids may, maybe aren't so involved with, um, but they need to be done. And a lot of people miss these. Uh, at, at all times when we're trying to list. And it's things like cleaning the 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 fan cover in your bathrooms on the sure. ceiling. Totally. Right? Yeah, hard time for the kids getting up there and wrecking that. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to wreck that. You know, and yeah. they you a lot of people listening have maybe never done it ever, right? But when yeah. you sell is the time that you should be doing it. And, you know, if you, you, you pull it down, it'll pull down a couple inches without breaking it if you've never done it before. And then if you need help figuring out how to unlatch it, you can check a YouTube video or you can just kind of mm -hmm. look up there and you'll figure it out. But if you take that down and clean it off, give it a good clean, you know, that's, those are these things that add up and make a difference over time. Um, so things like that or cleaning up, you know, around like a gas fireplace, if you have one of those and vacuuming around in there, you know, giving the oven a big deep clean, your kids aren't going to undo that. But yep. these are things that they will get dirty again. But if you've at least taken away those years of grime that have been building up. Yeah. We're, we're not getting ready to sell, but we just did this next project that I'm going to talk about. And I feel like you, Matt, are going to be on board with this one because I know you really subscribe to it in how you stage homes in your listings. And that's really making the patio nice. Um, this was uh, my mom's idea, actually. I, I hadn't even thought about it. But we, had, uh, we have three patios in our, our townhouse balconies. And um, one of those spaces we've made kind of nice, but the other two have, have gone neglected since we moved in. And uh, my mom had the great idea of really making one of those kind of a quiet zone in the home. And uh, we got some, we ordered some furniture from Ikea. We built it and we turned it into a really nice space. and it's become this little refuge, but it also, if we were getting ready to sell staging, like you want to sell lifestyle and staging a, a balcony so that it's like, look how relaxing and awesome. Can't you picture yourself either having a glass of wine or a beer here at the end of the day? Um, it's so inviting and does a huge amount to really sell that this is extra living space that you'll actually use. 
hundred percent. Well, in outdoor space, this is a good time of year for that, right? We're coming into a time where people would see themselves spending more time outdoors. And if we end up selling your home, maybe for example, in the summer, you know, you want to have this stuff ready. And this goes back to those years of grime that you could be cleaning off, right? Yes. You know, on the surface of your balcony, or if you've got a patio outside that goes to your yard, right? All these things, you could be out there pressure washing. If you had one pressure washer, a lot of people don't, which kind of makes it complicated now, but scrubbing yeah. or cleaning or doing something and then staging that area, redecorating, redesigning those outdoor spaces to, again, like you said, Jeff, like lifestyle, really letting people when they walk in, see it as an extension of the home that adds value. Totally. Cause if you have those spaces just sitting there empty and vacant, you're not telling that story that it is a useful part of what you're selling when you market the home. In, in fact, you're actually doing the opposite. You're subconsciously telling the buyer, like, yeah, there's this balcony out here and it's nice and big, but look, these people didn't even use it. You're not going to use it either. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with that. Um, and that totally segues to the other thing I was thinking about for getting ready this time of year, people who are at home and maybe cleaning is not your thing. I can understand that. Um, is looking at landscaping. If you live in a condo, you know, get some um, pots and some potted plants and get some flowers growing. Even if you're like me and you're terrible at it, now might be an opportunity to try to learn a little bit and add some color to your balcony. And if you have a yard out back, this is a chance to, again, thinking that you might not be listing for a couple months, if the, the taking care of the lawn in a really big way is usually your thing, this is the time maybe sort of learn up on that a little bit, get some fertilizer out there, overseed, get your grass coming in a little more thick, a little more green. Uh, that will go a long way when you get on the market. Cause I've seen a lot of crappy lawns in my years. Yeah. Just, just be careful. I was gardening is how my dad is coping with uh, COVID. He, he's gone deep into his gardening hobby, which he was, he was very deep into to begin with. And I was talking to him the other day, and he was saying that all of the gardening supply stores, their prices have gone through the roof. Like it's actually more expensive to buy the, the seeds to grow a lot of vegetables than it is to actually just go to the grocery store. Like it will cost you more money to grow broccoli than to just go buy broccoli because everybody's bored and they'd rather. <laughs> well, and there's a little bit of a, a food supply scare. So that's uh, oh. food seeds. Uh, flowers. I, I think flower seeds are really expensive right now too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, grass yeah. seed wasn't. I bought grass. I don't seed. think. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about <laughs> grass. And 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 grass is is huge if you if you can do it. I I think one of the other ones that's really worth doing, and this one's sort of a a caveat, is you know if you're not handy, don't attempt this stuff. I am not a handy person. I. Uh, I would not attempt this stuff. I would wait till I can pay a handyman to come in and it's safe to do that. But like the, all the little projects that you've been putting off, like we had a leak under our sink in the, um, uh, in the downstairs bathroom. And while uh, that was being handled, we didn't catch it in time and the, the water damaged the baseboard uh, uh. below the sink. So that, that baseboard has to be pulled off and something new put on. And if you've got little projects like that, that's a great thing to be doing. If you can do it well, don't yes. like I would have a hard time matching it to the baseboard and putting it in properly. And the inspector would, you know, when they came and looked at it, they'd be like, clearly the homeowner did this. Himself. <laughs> so if you're in the same bucket as me, don't attempt it. But if, if you're somebody who's handy, I think now is a great time to be doing those little projects you've been putting off. 
Yeah, the little things, uh, baseboard trim doors, that really stands out to me. That's actually what I tackled week one of COVID. I've been putting it off mm. for a couple of years. Uh, my doors were all dirty from the kids, you know, dogs and all this stuff. All the, I haven't even got to the baseboard yet. I've at least cleaned it. Um, but the doors, oh my gosh, night and day, putting a fresh coat of shiny white paint on your doors. Yeah. Um, huge benefit for resale massive you could do it now and even if you're selling a couple months from now you've taken away years of age from you know doors and trim and that kind of stuff so you know not as handy as getting out you know saws and screws and nails and that kind of stuff you do have to run a paintbrush which reminds me jeff um is something maybe you might consider as well but i've actually been curating my favorite youtube videos on like how to overseed your lawn how to paint a door that kind of stuff and i've created a playlist Nice uh, in my YouTube profile. So sharing, sharing that with clients uh, to give them sort of some, you know, Oh, I'm not sure how to paint a door. Right. right. Uh, you know, like you know, Cause you, this isn't stuff you're teaching. You've been curating like the best stuff you've found outside of what you create. Correct. Yeah. 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 Great well, why reinvent the wheel if there's already a really good how to out there. Right. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, painting a panel door actually isn't totally straightforward. You know, the ones that have like all the grooves and stuff in them. Mm -hmm. So I found a couple of good videos that are helpful in that. So you're not running paint around there and that kind of stuff. So, uh, I yeah, and, and, and paints, paint something I think most people can handle. Definitely watch a few YouTube videos. Cause you gotta, you know, you gotta learn how to tape off if you haven't already and how to, how to do everything properly, but you don't have to be handy to, to paint. Well, you just have to learn a couple, couple techniques and, uh, that would be a great project. I, I, I can't remember. I think it was Brian Buffini used to always say a hundred bucks a paint is worth a thousand bucks in the sale. And I really yeah. believe paint's one of your best, uh, best investments for getting a home ready to sell. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and, and I've always since day one of real estate 10 years ago, been saying to people trim really stands out. You get all those yes. little nicks and bumps and that kind of stuff. And it's one of those things you never really want to get to. You don't want to get down on your hands and knees going around the baseboard because you got to give it a good wash first. Yeah. And you got to paint it. And, uh, you know, so if you've got time now and you can start chipping away at that too, you know, if you've got kids at home and you just want to start working through it sort of bit by bit, maybe you, maybe you only finish 30% of your house that you ever wanted to do, but start with those obvious areas. You know, maybe it's the entry when people come in uh, or whatever it might be. Um, upstairs where all the bedrooms are. Obviously, try to keep it all matching, though. If you have four bedroom or four doors upstairs, don't paint only three. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> or, or you'll be bringing in the handyman to finish the job, but that's okay too, right? But just the idea isn't to finish everything. It's just to try to get started and, and chip away, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's great advice. And, and I think, like I know, Jeff, you opened by saying don't feel compelled to try cleaning if you have kids. Uh, but I do think there's an opportunity to organize and purge. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, um, you know, I, I always say, and I don't know if we're on the same page with this, but I, I like to have, uh, if you've got your, you know, like, let's say you've got your bookshelf and your bookshelf is stuck. It, maybe it's like my bookshelf where I've actually double layered my books <laughs> and then there's more kind of piled on top because I read a lot. But that bookshelf is is packed to the brim. Well, you know, anything that stores stuff, I like to be about 80% full in in to sell. I, I don't like things crammed the way I actually live, where you know, you this bookshelf looks like 
it could topple over because I never want to subtly communicate to the buyer that they're going to run out of space in a 100%. home. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah With so. always, you know, we look inside closets and say it's okay to have stuff in here, but it can't be over full. Cause again, totally. people think you've run out of space. So definitely yeah. you want to start setting those things aside, boxing them up, whatever it takes. Yeah. And, and those are good projects. Cause those are things like, you know, if I was getting my home ready to sell and I took my books out again, the kids aren't going to undo that. I could move those into the garage or wherever I'm going to put them and, uh, and away I go. Um, yeah, I, I think decluttering, I think, uh, I know we're a little different on the depersonalizing thing, but taking a little bit of your personal stuff out now would be fine. You know, my, uh, my parents-in-law, their entire living room is covered in photos. Like there must be like 120 photos in that room. You know, you pull, you start pulling that stuff back. That really, really helps. Um, yeah, I, I just mean like... Yeah. So yeah, if you're committed sure. to selling, you know, before Christmas time, before winter comes back, yeah. pack up everything that could be related to winter. Yeah. Definitely. You know, if you think you're moving by then, you know, you just get all that stuff into boxes. Now you might end up having piles of boxes around your house and yeah. when it's time to sell, you move all those boxes to a storage locker. Right. But yeah. you can at least make some progress today. Yeah, for sure. Well, was there anything else you wanted to touch on there, Matt? Or? Well, that's a good question. I didn't write down any notes or anything. This is a no. We were just a little off the cuff this episode. <laughs> I need. Can you just like stall for a second while I reach back into my brain and try to think of if there's any other oh, ideas yeah. I had? That's not helping. I guess I'm out of ideas. Well, I I think that conversation is a good starting place, and if um. I mean, if people are like, oh, why didn't you say this? Uh, send us that. Send us a message on social or, or through, uh, we're on all the Facebooks and Instagrams and YouTube and all that stuff and let us know what you think. And uh, yeah, if you want to get a hold of Matt or his partner, uh, Jeremy Ray, who's off doing a home possession at the moment, uh, you can reach them at thenewwestguys.com. If you want to reach me, Jeff McLennan, I am at realestatenewwest.com. Thank you guys very much. Who's up? Do 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 do.